0: Hey, and welcome to the Graphic Histories Podcast. My name is Andre Mayette, and as always, I am your host. And as always, thank you very much for tuning in. And a big thanks to Mock for our theme song, Super Powers. How are you on this fine day? I am well, if you are responding. <laughs> if you're not, uh, I'm just going to give you information you didn't ask for. However, I'm going to tell you that I am well. I uh, struggled, I mentioned last week, through a... a uh, elbow injury a, uh, cellulitis as it's called which is an infection in the joint of the elbow, it was quite painful and I'm mostly through the woods still a bit sore, although I managed to trip over a rock going to my mailbox in the dark I have one of those community mailboxes and uh, fell on it and it hurts again, <laughs> but I think it perhaps doesn't relate to the infection I think it's just still kind of tender because of that and uh, so yeah, it's sore but I'm good, I'm good I mean, life could be worse. Uh, Believe me, the amount of pain I was in last week, I will happily take a slightly achy arm over what I went through then, uh, for sure. Anyway, big week in uh, the world of comics. I managed to catch the new episode of Superman and Lois, which I actually really liked. Um, You know, I kind of gave up on those CW shows a while ago just because I watched them, and then it got to a point that I was like, ugh, i got to watch like four more episodes of Arrow to catch up. And then I was like, if I'm really... <sighs> now that was some dramatic pause, was the yawn. <laughs> it's late, I'm not going to edit it. I don't care, because it's late. Uh, so, yeah, like I was like, if I have to make myself watch this show, why am I watching it? Like That's horrible. Um, and that's not really why you should watch shows, although I am kind of completist, and I don't normally cut shows before I finish them. Sometimes you got to, man. Sometimes you just got to move on through your life. However, this something about this new Superman show seemed interesting, seemed interesting to me. I was looking, you know, for a version of super, my version of Superman, like a bright, hopeful, happy version. I'm certainly not going to get it with the Snyder Cut coming out, that's for sure. But I was like, maybe this, this will do it. This will give me my dose of an upbeat, hopeful Superman, you know, that's not all broody and dark and letting, you know, killing folks and going nuts. So... And I, I think I got it. I mean, this the show does pick up further along Superman's timeline. He has two teenage sons. He's married to Lois. Um, you know, a bunch of stuff has happened in relation to the multiple Crisis of Infinite Earths that happened throughout the CW shows. But ignoring all that and just picking up where it starts, uh, it's good. It's, it's really good. It's, it's fun. Um, the effects are amazing, like for a TV show, just phenomenal. There's some great Superman fight action in it. Uh, mostly, some you know, stopping a nuclear reactor and then fighting some new mysterious character, briefly named the Stranger, and then kind of revealed at the end of the episode as to the true identity. Which I'm excited to see. I really like that CW sort of leaned into this multiverse aspect of you know the soup, the DC universe, and I'm kind of pumped to see what they're going to do with it. It reminds me of sort of like Grant Morrison's multiversity and some of that stuff where you get, like, all these different versions of Superman. I would love to see that show deal with Superman teaming up with Supermen from other realities. Maybe we may even get President Superman, Superman of Earth-23, Kelvin Ellis, who uh, is actually... <laughs> I'm tipping my hand early. is actually going to be the uh, subject of next week's episode. The President Superman, as he is sometimes called. But, yeah, and that... that there's been some talk online about J.J. Uh, J. Abrams doing a new Superman film, uh, and it's going to focus on a black Superman, which is very interesting, and kind of the groundwork has been laid with the Earth-2 and also Earth-23 Superman, uh, Kal-El, all one word, or Calvin Ellis, who becomes President of the United States in Earth-23. On Earth-2, I believe, at one point he just was the replacement Superman after the kal we know died fighting Apocalypse, so... Yeah, I think he's a neat character. I think uh, with this news of J.J. Abrams' sort of new Superman movie, and whether it's true or not, I don't know. But regardless, um, it'd be cool to you know learn the history of that character. He was very interesting, uh, based on originally based on Barack Obama. Like, what if he were Superman? Uh, Graham Morrison kind of introduced him in Multiversity and went off with uh, including him in some other Superman stories throughout the years, which have been really good. Really, really good. So, uh, yeah, I definitely want to delve into that, and I hope you're excited to hear that as much as I am to bring it to you. But today's subject, or today's subject, if anyone is listening to this, is the killer robot Ultron, who was featured in the Avengers film number two, Age of Ultron, also countless comics and mini over the years, and is kind of briefly mentioned throughout the new WandaVision show. Now, I'm recording this uh, on Wednesday... So the show comes out on Friday, Saturday morning. Uh, not Friday, as I start to say, Saturday morning. So I won't be able to give you my reactions to the end of WandaVision. But man, I am loving that show. It is very, very good. Uh, slow burn that really pays off. It's not even really that slow. I mean, the first couple of episodes maybe. But I liked them a lot. I think they were really great. And I think as far as the narrative of the entire series as a whole. <sighs> another yawn. The series of a whole... Um, it, it's it's great. Like, it, it's great. It's all parts of a greater whole, and I feel like it really pays you off for, for the ride. And also for just, you know, being on the Marvel ride, which hasn't disappointed me yet. So, uh, great. So, I Ultron has, you know, played into that a little bit. He was mentioned briefly. Uh, it is well aware that he created the vision and uh, so on and so forth. So knowing that version of Ultron, who is voiced by James Spader, which was a perfect choice for that character, by the way. I do happen to be a fan of the show The Blacklist. I don't watch a lot of sort of standard television shows, but that one I enjoy as far as those procedural crime shows go. It's pretty good. So I'm excited to see... I was excited to see that he was doing that voice and the movie was... was, Yeah, the movie's okay. As far as Marvel movies go, it's probably not in the upper echelon, But it was a fine film. I feel like spader's ultron was was really cool and i would actually like to see him make a return maybe someday anywho uh without much further ado let's get into the episode so this is episode number 45 featuring ultron Although Ultron first appears in Avengers number 54 from 1968, the character is disguised for the majority of the issue as the Crimson Cowl, with his face only revealed on the last page of the issue and no name given to the character. The robot leads the masses of evil against the Avengers, having hypnotized Edwin Jarvis into working for him. Later the character is identified as Ultron Five, the living automaton a flashback sequence revealed that ultron created the synthzoid vision as a weapon to destroy the avengers the vision having wonder man's brain patterns destroys ultron with the avengers aid further flashbacks reveal that ultron is hank pym's creation and is based on pym's brain patterns the robot gradually developed its own intelligence and rebelled and almost immediately develops an oedipus complex whereby it feels rational hatred for hank and demonstrates an interest in the wasp pym's wife Rebuilding itself, learning how to turn itself on, and upgrading five times, Ultron then hypnotized and brainwashed his father into forgetting that the robot had ever existed. Eventually, the villain returns, now referring to himself as Ultron 6, and uses the fictional alloy adamantium, the first appearance of the substance in Marvel Comics publication history, to upgrade his body to an almost indestructible state, and takes the new name Ultimate Ultron. His plans to destroy humanity are again thwarted by the Avengers. The Cybernetic Terror was recreated by Maximus with the body of the android Omega, attacking the wedding of the Inhuman Crystal and the Avenger Quicksilver, and battling the Avengers, Inhumans and Fantastic Four, before being destroyed once again. The character next appears as Ultron 8, where he's responsible for Jocasta's creation as a robotic bride. Shortly afterwards, the Avengers, with Ms. Marvel's aid, battle and defeat Ultron 8. His next appearances are as Ultron 9 and Ultron 10, respectively. Both appearances feature brainwashed heroes recreating and then defeating the robotic menace. After being briefly recreated as Ultron 11 by the Beyonder and appearing on Battleworld during the Secret Wars and for a brief encounter with the Thing, Ultron is destroyed again. The Thing, however, does bring Ultron's head back to Earth as a souvenir. Ultron 11's head is dropped and forgotten by the Thing when there is an attack by the alien Dire Wraiths. A new version known as Ultron 12 enters into an alliance with the Grim Reaper and the villains' allies, Necra, the Eric Jostin Goliath, Man-Ape, and the Black Talon, in a bid to destroy Wonder Man. Although the villains are defeated by the West Coast Avengers, Ultron 12 begins to form a relationship with his father, Henry Pym. Ultron 12 begins calling itself Ultron Mark 12, in an effort to sound more human. Rebuilding itself, Ultron 11 comes into conflict with Hank and Ultron 12. With Wonder Man's assistant, they destroy Ultron 11, Ultron-12 then deactivates, but tells Pym it was glad to help save him. Doctor Doom rebuilds Ultron using a combination of Ultron's previous personalities, with a particularly strong dose of Ultron-12. Believing this mix will make Ultron subservient, instead, all 12 iterations coexist as separate personalities, resulting in a form of madness which culminates with Ultron-12 mutilating himself in an attempt to remove some of these other personalities. Karnak, Daredevil, and Gorgon destroy Ultron by severing his neck cables. Another version known as Ultron 13 appears and a stop by the West Coast Avengers. After escaping captivity, this version attempts to obtain a new form of Vibranium called New Form, but is repelled by the combined efforts of Iron Man, the Black Panther, and Spider Man. Ultron 13 next briefly appears as a captive of a highly advanced Doombot, but is freed when the Doombot is defeated by Deathlock. Ultron 13 escapes from prison and upgrades into the ultimate Ultron, technically Ultron 14, and captures the West Coast Avenger Mockingbird, to use Mockingbird's brain patterns to create the new robotic mate, Alkima. Alkima aids Ultron, but both are eventually jettisoned into space through a ruse by the Vision. The character reappears with Alkema, and together they plan to create a volcanic winter by placing bombs underneath several volcanoes. The West Coast Avengers stop the pair once again, and Alkima rebels and leaves Ultron another version now known as ultron fifteen is found by the vision but is discovered to have been infected by human emotion and is seriously deteriorating displaying symptoms that resemble alcoholism this iteration and jocasta decide to explore the world with the vision for a time after a brief cameo appearance as ultron seventeen the character with the aid of ultron sixteen slaughters the population of the fictional state of slurinia having perfected a process that allows it to control a vast army of ultron drones mainly made of titanium steel, and about a tenth of the army only made of secondary adamantium. While attempting to acquire neural patterns from his family, Pym, Janet, the Vision, Wonder Man, Scarlet Witch, and the Grim Reaper to create a new family of robots that would allow him to create a more diverse range of personalities. However, he is finally defeated by the Avengers. Goliath using vibranium against him, acknowledging his own guilt and self-loathing over the belief that Ultron's twisted persona reflects his own darker thoughts. The Avengers discover that Ultron's creations, Vision, Jocasta, and Alkima have a secret weapon included, that they are subconsciously compelled to rebuild Ultron. In this case, it is Alkema who unintentionally rebuilds Ultron when attempting to create a new species of biosynthoids. However, Ultron 18 is composed of steel, not adamantium, and is destroyed when Alkima's subterranean base exploded after Hawkeye shot Alkema with a vibranium arrow at Alkema's request. Ultron's head was recovered by Antigon, an artificial girl, and one of the Synthoids. Iron Man encounters an old version of Iron Man's armor and Ultron 18's head that leads the cult known as the Sons of Yinsen in an attempt to conquest via religion. The character is defeated by Ultron and Jocasta. Another version, possibly Ultron 13, creates the cyborg Victor Mancha as a sleeper agent against the Avengers. Mancha, however, rebels and joins the Runaways. This version first poses as Doctor Doom before revealing itself and is defeated in a battle against the Runaways and the super-team known as Excelsior. When Marvel launched a new title called The Mighty Avengers, Ultron interfaces with Iron Man's armor, which had been integrated with Tony Stark's biology. This allows Ultron's program to transform Iron Man into a version who has the Wasp's appearance, albeit with metallic skin. This version takes control of Iron Man's technology. He kills Lindy Reynolds, causing the sentry to battle Ultron, nearly tearing his head off. This version is eventually destroyed by new Avenger, Ares, using a computer virus created by the Skrull agent Kriti Knoll, impersonating Hank Pym, to wipe Ultron's program with Iron Man's armor, changing Stark back to normal. Ultron's image later briefly appears on one of his maker's computers. However, this was not the end of Ultron, for his disembodied consciousness was thrown into the depths of space. He spent a few months floating through the cosmos as radio waves and energy. Eventually, his signal was picked up by an outlying group of phalanx who were attempting to contact the technarchy. Fascinated by what he found, Ultron decided that the phalanx lacked direction from a singular consciousness and that he would be a perfect candidate for the role. Through sheer force of will, he merged himself with the phalanx's program. In turn, the phalanx viewed Ultron as the sympathetic father they had yearned for. Under Ultron's guidance, the phalanx began the Annihilation Conquest by invading the Kree space. Later, by taking control of Adam Warlock's body, Ultron hopes to achieve true techno-organic perfection, but is eventually forced to abandon Adam's body by the Technarchy Warlock, and is later destroyed in combat by Wraith and Quasar. In the limited series Avengers Invaders, it is revealed that S.H.I.E.L.D., life-model decoys, have been partially replaced with versions of Ultron. When the original Human Torch appears in the present, they covertly parasitize the Human Torch's unique android physiology and become more human. The combined super teams, but mainly the Human Torch himself, however, discovers the plan and destroys the androids. In The Mighty Avengers, Ultron is shown to infiltrate Jocasta in the Infinite Avengers Mansion. He names himself Ultron Pym and seeks to kill and replace his father before using his Infinite Mansion to conquer the universe. Pym eventually offers Ultron a compromise, allowing Jocasta to become Ultron's bride on the condition that Ultron banishes himself to Ultra Space. Ultron agrees, but warns that he will be the ruler of all someday. In the Avengers, the team visits a possible future in which almost all of humanity is destroyed by Ultron. Kang the Conqueror attempts to enlist them to defeat the robotic foe, but another group of heroes and villains plucked from all over time and space end up destroying this version. Later, also in the Avengers, the cabal of super-intelligent supervillains discover a Galadorian Space Knight's inert body and attempt to reactivate its power source, hoping to exploit it. Although the Avengers interrupt their attempts, the body activates, revealing that Ultron's consciousness was contained within and had escaped destruction after Annihilation Conquest. The new version escapes, and Iron Man gravely foresees that when he returns, it will bring the apocalypse for humanity. During the Age of Ultron storyline, which takes place in an alternate universe, Ultron was returned and conquers the world while slowly remolding it into his image. His Ultron Sentinels are guarding the streets looking for any fugitives. Hawkeye runs into the Ultron Sentinels as he was rescuing the Superior Spider-Man, yet manages to destroy the Ultron Sentinels present. It is later revealed that Ultron is actually in the future and has been using Vision as a conduit to punish humanity. While one strike team travels into the future to fight Ultron, Wolverine and the Invisible Woman go back in time to kill Pym before Ultron's creation in the first place. This results in a world where Tony Stark controls an army of robotic drones and Morgan Le Fay has conquered half of the world. Traveling back in time once more, Wolverine succeeds in stopping himself from killing Pym. And Wolverine, Pym and Susan Storm come up with a different plan. The plan results in a different outcome to, of the prior confrontation between the Avengers and the Intelligentsia. A back door, if you will, installed into Ultron at his original creation allows Hank and Iron Man to destroy the robot instead, averting the events that would lead to the Age of Ultron. It is later revealed that years earlier, the Avengers had trapped an unidentified iteration of Ultron in deep space after sealing him inside a Vibranium Quinjet. In the present, the Quinjet crashes on Titan, freeing Ultron. By hijacking the Isaac computer, he transforms Titan into planet Ultron and launches a plan to infect the entire universe with a nanite virus that transforms organic creatures into Ultron sentries. The ensuing conflict with the Avengers leads to Ultron inadvertently merging with his maker, transforming the two into a human-machine hybrid. The resulting creation, playing on Hank's self-loathing and his own human weaknesses, causes an acceptance of this new state. He is defeated when Star Fox's powers force Ultron to love himself, causing the part of Ultron that is now Hank to accept his old weaknesses and flaws while the villain has a mental breakdown and flees into space. As part of the all-new, all-different Marvel branding, Ultron's fused form with the Hank Pym resurfaced. While on his way back to Earth, Pym helped the crew of a spaceship that was being attacked by a hostile insectoid alien. After coming aboard the spaceship, Hank tr- introduced himself as well as his friend, Ultron, to the crew. He later returns to Earth where the Wasp and Captain America discover that Ultron has taken complete control and is using Pym's face to fool his maker's old friends. After Ultron incapacitates Deadpool, Cable, and the Human Torch, the Wasp initiates the Icarus Protocol and Iron Man is called in to help stop Ultron with the aid of the Hulkbuster Armor. The Avengers end up defeating Ultron by plunging the hybrid into the sun, but both Hank and Ultron survive and continue to do battle with one another internally. During the Secret Empire storyline, Ultron's fused form had set up a base in an unidentified forest. Upon being alerted by the approach of Sam Wilson's task force by a robot version of Edwin Jarvis, Ultron decides to give his family a warm welcome. When Tony Stark's AI's team and Cat and America's team confront each other, they're captured by Ultron who forces both teams to sit at a dinner table. Ultron argues that he is doing this because the Avengers have become less of a family over the years, as so many of them jump to obey Captain America or Iron Man, despite past experience confirming that this should be a bad idea. But the Tony Stark AI counters that the only reason the team failed as a family was because of Hank Pym's attack on the Wasp. Outraged, Ultron nearly attacks the other heroes, but Scott Lang is able to talk him down by arguing that Pym remains his own inspiration. Ultron allows the Tony Stark AI's team to leave with the Fragment, arguing that he will leave Captain America's planes with HYDRA alone as it appears to be the best chance for world peace. During the Infinity Countdown storyline, Ultron's merged form discovers that the Infinity Stones were restored and began a quest to collect them all. He goes to claim the Soul Gem while the aliens he infected with his virus are sent to Earth to take the Space Stone from Wolverine. And while they failed at their task, Ultron was able to steal the Soul Gem from Magus after ruthlessly killing him. Unbeknownst to Ultron, however, as he had claimed the Soul Stone, the fragment that is Hank's soul entered the soul world where he is greeted by the fragment of Gamora's soul, who revealed that he was going to be trapped there forever. Ultron has also completely controlled the planet safe from Ultron hybrids and had captured the Silver Surfer. When Adam Warlock went to safe, he discovers the hybrids infusing the Soul Stone into the Surfer's forehead, while at the same time trying to transform him into their own Ultron hybrid. During the Ultron Agenda story arc, Ultron Hank Pym returned to Earth with plans to merge robots with humans, like how Hank Pym became merged with Ultron, so that he can make the ultimate life form. In addition, he started to call this form Ultron Pym. After testing it on some people, and some experiments on Wonder Man and Vision, Ultron Pym planned to make a fusion of Jocasta and Wasp. Iron Man and Machine Man interfered with the resulting battle, causing Iron Man to be molecularly bonded to the Ultron Buster armor. The combined efforts of Stark Unlimited enabled them to create an atomic separator that separated Tony Stark from the Ultron Buster armor and Wonder Man from the Vision. Ultron Pym prepared to take revenge on Iron Man. This led to Iron Man revealing that he discovered about the human and robot fusion process. The person who merged with it has died and that the robot can only simulate their personality. In other words, Hank Pym was long dead when he accidentally merged with Ultron. Learning about this and not wanting to risk proving Iron Man's point by having the atomic separator used on him, Ultron surrendered to Iron Man knowing that Hank is dead. When the Avengers arrived, they restrained Ultron in a Vibranian casket, reinforced with Asgardian magic until they can find a permanent place to have Ultron imprisoned. No matter what form he takes or what face he wears, Ultron is sure to be a constant, terrifying, and genocidal threat. The Marvel Universe as we know it. There it is the graphic history of the robotic menace known as Ultron. Had a lot of forms Ultron 1 through 16 there. Uh, a few others here and there. However, uh, I didn't realize that Hank Pym has sort of been washed away as being dead now and just part of this weird Ultron combination when I had uh, initially got into this. So I learned a little bit about Ultron that I didn't already know, which is interesting because uh, they've, they've played fast and loose with him and Pym's relationship over the years. So I'm uh, interested to see where the Marvel Universe will go from there. All right, next week I'll be talking about the Superman of Earth-23. Also known as President Superman, Calvin Ellis, or um, Kal-El, all one word. Uh, C-K-A-L-E-L. So slightly different than the Superman we know, but this is the parallel universe version of Superman. So, as always, things are familiar, but also different. And that's uh, why I kind of like these multiversal stories in DC. I was a fan of the Earth 2 series they put out when they kind of started all this New 52 stuff. Um, Maybe it was Rebirth, one of those. I think it was New 52, because... Uh, It just, it's a nice blueprint for a fun s- super team story that, uh, you know, it's kind of free of a lot of that continuity that you need to know to kind of fill things in. So it was good. It was really interesting, and I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about the next week. So I'm going to go to bed because I yawned a bunch through the intro and I had to edit some out of the actual story because uh, I'm trying to keep that part professional. But I feel like, um you know, the, the pre part and the post part are sort of, you get to know me a little bit more as a person and my personality. So, warts and all. I don't actually have warts. But I mean like, uh, you know, hypothetical warts. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to the show. Uh, be sure to tune in next week. Uh, if you don't already, please hit like in, uh, on, on the post. Subscribe to me, to this podcast on whatever format you have. Uh, if you have time, leave a positive review on M- or on Apple. Uh, all those sort of things really help to spread the word and I'd appreciate it if you could. So anyway, thank you once again for tuning in and I'll catch you next week.